inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, what a rainy, rainy, yucky day. Yeah, right, eh? It's pretty, <laughs> pretty gross out there, but, uh, oh well, we're inside. We're not doing the show outside in the rain, so. <laughs> yeah, I was in the car earlier when it was really sort of coming down, so. Mm, yeah, it's calmed down a bit. When we came into the station, we get we got dropped off today, like we often do, since Carrie's from out of town, and uh, so we just have to come in the back door there from the parking lot and come through the building quick, so didn't have to be outside for too long, but um, anyhow, enough weather talk. <laughs> We're back here on Outlook for our first episode of March. Yeah. Crazy, this year is flying by already. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll be a quarter way through. Yeah. Um... I forget exactly when spring is, but... I think, yeah, it's like March 20th, or actually asked my phone the other day, asked Siri when it started. Uh-huh. Might have been the 20th or 19th, or I don't know. I always forget too, but um, anyway, I wanted to quick mention that our shows are now officially up to date on our SoundCloud, which is named after our podcast. I know it's confusing. Another goal for this year. I really got to get that together. But um, Condense. If you go to soundcloud.com slash ketchup on pancakes, which is the name of our podcast, you can find all episodes of Outlook up there. Um, you can also go to facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western, and there's links to most of them up there. Um, but yeah, I've, I've ca- finally got up to date posting all the episodes from January and February, so we are officially up to March here. And, uh, yeah, ready to start another month. Yeah, and uh, I just want to mention before we sort of move right into March, totally, is that, uh, well, people know that Saturday was uh, leap day, leap year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was also um, rare disease awareness day. I don't know if you... Yeah, I saw you mentioning that on on uh, online, and um, yeah. I did remember that from previous previous years coming up. It's one of those things that we talk about on this show before with oh, yeah, with should. White Cane Week and um, the what else was re- oh Braille Literacy Month and all of this stuff. That there's all these days and t- months and times that sometimes it gets confusing and I forget. But uh, anytime they come around, and especially now doing this show, I'm even more aware of them because we like to talk about all this stuff. So it do- does keep me on my toes a bit for remembering. Um, but yeah, it's it's good that you mention that you mentioned this because I I uh, think it is important that we talk a little bit on this show. It's it's about disabilities in general and any any medical related conditions or anything really we would talk about. So rare disease day affects us because we do have a very very rare disease. I guess. Yeah, it's like kind of like that debate about other like pe- when people ask you like someone asked me the other day, um, was it how it was one of the questions about my blindness. How, how, why, what, what's causing it, or could you ever see anything? Like one of those questions that some people find intrusive or whatever. 
it's that debate whether to have them or not. Um, like awareness days is, you know, I think they're good things. That's why I keep bringing them up. But um, yeah, and again, it's a uh, it's like anything. It's a personal decision whether someone t- um, is okay to talk about specifically about what what causes their blindness and all of that stuff, or it's or if they don't want to. I mean, my personal opinion is it's if nobody talks about anything, then nobody learns and and we just all live in the dark so to speak um so i think i think it is actually important that we that we talk about this stuff but um yeah i guess maybe briefly just talk about the disease that we do have which i think we have mentioned on here before i'm sure but yes well our blindness is um Leber's congenital amaurosis so lca and um that's all we. That's all we knew when Carrie was born three years before me, and then and then uh, and then I was also born with this same um, Lieber's eye condition. But that's all we knew that we had up until, I guess, you were in your tweens, as they say, or my <laughs> preteens. I'd rather say preteens. I know tweens sounds weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like eleven or twelve, and then all of a sudden you get really sick but you're not expecting it, so nobody knew what was going on. So it took a while, but they diagnosed it with um, as kidney disease. So that's when we sort of thought, well, it's not a coincidence, this blindness and now this. And then we, they tested me as well at that point, since Carrie had it and we also had the, the Liebers, and then they tested me, and it turns out I also had kidney failure in its early stages as well. So we knew there's there something else going on here to, to link both of these things together, as well as... The scoliosis that we were later diagnosed with as well, which is um, curvature of the spine. Yeah, I, I mean, um, at that point, I don't, it's just it's so vague. It's hard to remember exactly how it went down. Yeah, I can't really remember either. Um, <laughs> when we found out about we were at the sick, fact that we had senior Logan hospital, syndrome. Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. Maybe. <clears throat> and we've had some genetic testing maybe over the years, but... I read a lot now about people who have different sort of versions of LCA and other and other things, RP and um, and they they're searching for something. So they they want to do trials. They want to do all these tests. You know, whatever. So that so it's the bait, you know, the whole thing. And that's what one of the comps. No, well, the questions with rare disease, rare diseases is how far do you search for treatment and sort of things right yeah and I mean so we, we both have senior Loken syndrome which is this very rare um, condition and it's one of those things there you know maybe someday with with uh, science and all this stuff out there that they might come up with some sort of cures for these things but it does link so many things together and it is such a rare disease that I don't know how how possible that is but um, and it is it is also one of those things that can be managed you know we we both had kidney transplants, so we have kidneys, and we are both blind, but the big discussion on this show is, well, maybe someday if they did have a cure and it was tested and it worked, that it would be something to look into, but at the same time, it's instead of sitting around waiting for something that likely won't happen in our lifetime, it's better to, and can be hard, but it's better to accept it and find ways to uh, live a full life with with being blind. And the same with the back the back surgeries we uh, both had for, for that, and it... Um, you know, it, it helped, and we don't we don't need anything for that anymore. But I think maybe for you, it resulted in a bit more pain. Yeah. Um, the chronic pain that you go through. So, 
Yeah. Stop at one leak and you find another one. Yeah. But yeah, look up senior Loken <clears throat> syndrome. You won't find out too much. It's L O K E N. Loken. I like it. It makes me think of lichens or something. <laughs> <laughs> the flowers. Um, but yeah, so that was on fr- uh, Saturday. It's always the last day of February. Okay, I was going to say it's not just on the 29th, or else they'd only be having it every four years. No. Um, I've written a few things about about rare disease the last couple of years. I was published on The Mighty, which is a pretty big, uh, pretty well-known website about chronic illness. And Oh, uh, do you remember what that was called if someone wanted to uh, look it up or maybe share it on our Facebook page? Yeah, I did just share it um, on my own page on Saturday. Yeah, it was, it's for The Mighty, which is... I don't know if you've heard of it, but my only issue is I don't think they pay the writers. I don't like that. <laughs> as a writer. Yeah, and it's the same with me as a musician that it's it's a tough business because sometimes people take these things for granted and um they think, Oh, you don't we don't need to pay for this this type of stuff, but um anything in the arts and create creative fields is still uh something that, you know, most majority of people don't can't do or don't do, so it needs to be um Needs to be appreciated. And was that on the? Is that the one that's? Um, oh, never mind. I just googled Carrie Kajewski, the might, uh, the mighty, and I found something about. You just did that now. I found something about Vision Aware. I don't know if that's it. You just did that now. It says right here on Google, Carrie Kajewski lives in Canada. She has Leber's congenital amaurosis and has had vision loss since birth. Yeah, I'm always bragging about that. It's just funny how fast you can be over there and googling something. That's like like we talked about on the show before the um, the beauty of a braille display where I can do research online like anyone else who could see would do without having to have the voice. There are programs we use that have a screen reader which reads the reads uh, what's on the screen, but um, this uh, is able to do it silently. So. Um, but yeah, I think I actually did find it. It is the first result here that shows up saying, Seeing Yukon Through Blind Eyes by Carrie Kajewski. That's it, not it. Oh, really? It says <laughs> it says the mighty here. I know. I was confused too when I Googled <laughs> it the other day. Anyway, if you Google Carrie Kajewski, you'll find a lot about her. Oh, maybe here it is. Senior Loken Syndrome, the mighty. <laughs> yeah, I, I have 2016. Like, I have like a profile page on there. Any Anytime anyone's been a writer at least once, they get like a a, a profile page on their site. That might be what you're seeing. Anyway, I Googled yeah. that same thing the other day. <laughs> uh, but speaking of, um, just quick, acknowledge the... Uh, I always say it wrong for some reason in my head. The coronavirus or COVID-19. It's not that hard to say. It's just like the beer, obviously, corona. Yeah, I was but reading I, that. It's a, It could be a bit of a... Yeah, I think hit they, to the beer company. They here. checked how not that they, they checked how many times somebody googled beer, um, corona, and then like virus. So people were looking it up to be to be like, what? I don't know. Should I be buying that beer? Is it safe? Yeah, right. But uh, I watch a lot about history, <laughs> so I'm focused on this whole um, Spanish flu thing that happened like about a hundred years ago it was around it was in 18 1918 um i don't know how familiar you are with it it's not something you want to go down the rabbit hole about but you know just as we talk about now that we're in march there's actually uh kidney month and everything oh, so really? it That's keeps on going but um yeah 
I guess, you know, you think about, well, they always say, you know, when you have a kidney transplant, you're immunosuppressed. And then you want, we always, you and I both wonder, always wonder how much we really are. I mean, some of my medications I take every other day, like such a small dose. Um, but. And it's like all of these things where I think they just hit everyone differently. Some people, they get the flu and it, it hits them really hard and they're in a certain, you know, it, it takes more out of them. Other people, they do, doesn't. And even though we do, um, we do take these medications to lower our, our um, immune system a bit so that we don't fight off the, the transplanted kidneys that we have. At the same time, some bodies just, even though you are, you do have a low immune system, it doesn't mean that you still would get more because I don't really tend to get colds and stuff that much and mm-hmm. Carrie tends to get them a lot more. So it just, I think sometimes it is just an individual thing. It's not always, it's, everyone's so different. And <clears throat> But you know, it's like, what, I, um, what it is is that I just... Um, they say so the people who are most vulnerable are the ones who are probably immunosuppressed and obviously the elderly and so then it's like oh my goodness you just I know it makes try you try not think. to read too much it makes you think about it but it's like anything it's it's good to be aware but at the same time if you're reading too much or thinking about it too much then it makes you paranoid and then causes stress which also isn't healthy so it's, it can be a vicious cycle sometimes yeah and I give a quick little travel update um now, so with this virus and everything so up in the air, the trip I talked about there a couple of weeks ago that I've mentioned maybe once or twice about walking the Thames. Yeah, one of England. the episodes I just put up recently, actually, the one where Carrie was here on her own when I was still mm-hmm. out west, she talks about her, her walking the Thames River in England. And then we talked to the Thames River people and they were saying, well, September's still pretty muddy, June's better, and now this. So... A lot of people are canceling travel plans of those sort of things and, you know, to be out of the country and be caught um, getting it suddenly and then you have to be quarantined where you are. It's just, well, our friend's still going to uh, Vietnam. Is he? Yes. Yeah, I figured. I mean, I haven't heard them mention it, Vietnam as much as um, South Korea Yeah, no, I know. Japan. It's not necessarily, but I just thought in general with this virus and traveling around and, and all this stuff. Some people might be more concerned, but I know. Um, but yeah, I might, might actually quickly mention that just because it is an interesting. Since you bring up travel anyway, that um, our friend who has been on this show before, back in the archives, you could find him, uh, Barry Barry Toner from uh, from Ireland, is going to Vietnam, and that's through a, a, a company that's similar to like what you've talked about before, where it's a tour, but it's um, there's there's a yeah, that's the company I was to- I would talk yeah. about. Yeah, so there's there's sighted and blind people on it, and it's it's so that blind people can go go on a vacation and go away and go for a tour in a in a in a foreign country like that, but still have have a actual personal people helping them, guiding them through the 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 place and being a companion so that they have someone with them to to help with anything they need. And uh, yeah, our friend is actually going there for a couple of weeks, and it might actually be neat to. I was kind of thinking once he gets back to have him on the show through FaceTime or whatever way we could to um, to discuss his trip. Cool, yeah. Yeah, just looking ahead for yeah. <laughs> interviews. And, um, Good thought. Also wanted to quickly mention just the fact that I did post everything up. We do have the interview that we did a couple weeks ago, the phone-in with uh, Ben Fulton. Um, that's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the one who had um, some discrimination with his guide dog out west in Canada here and has, has a, a case going with that. Um, so that episode is available now on, a, on our SoundCloud online and we will... Um, have him back on the show again in a few months or whatever when he has more updates on that. 
Yeah, good. You're thinking of show ideas too. <laughs> yeah, no, these tour companies like Travelize are pretty cool. Yeah, that's actually. what it's called, Travelize. Travelize, yeah. Um, I would like to do a trip with them sometime. I was really tempted by one in uh, well, Transylvania area a couple of years ago. It sounded pretty cool. But, you know, in the future. So I have some vague other, well, developing other travel plans, assuming things are okay, you know, with this virus, all this stuff. Uh, so that's not till June. So, But hopefully we can talk to Barry before then. Try it with and FaceTime. So your other vague plans you're not going to mention on air right now? Well, I'm going to Prince Edward Island. Keep that as so a So I'm staying in the country. I'm not going across the pond, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> the pond. <laughs> yeah, you're going to Prince Edward Island, which um, I helped Carrie book the ticket last week on the on the online. Um, those websites can be pretty crazy, especially when um, yeah, you're getting good at it. Yeah, I've booked booked some flights since I've been going out west and uh, and stuff recently. I've gotten better at, at using those sites, but like any website, when we talk about accessibility of websites, where it takes it takes practice. A lot of times, it's it's not about learning how to um, use a website and then you'll know how to use everyone. It's more consistently using the same site over and over. You start to get used to knowing where things are on the site um, as far as what text to look for. And I use the find function a lot with my with my screen reader where I know like, okay, I need to, the next the next step is, um, is credit card number. So I know I, instead of looking through all the links to get to it, I can just do a find and type in credit and press enter and it takes me right to that spot. On the on the screen, really? um, and that's only because I know the website and I know like what I'm looking for. Whereas if it's a brand new site they have never been on, then I do have to look through all the links and read everything to find out where I need to be. Oh, it's like bank websites. I hate those. Yeah. Whereas for my bank website, I've I've been using it for years and I'm used to knowing yeah, what's where. And there's yeah, a table with all my transactions, so there's a yeah. there's a key command to get to the table, so I can just do that command and it takes me right to the list of my transactions and. I like when there's a comfort with a website where I I know it because I've been to it enough that I I like you said you kind of know what what's in the order and what comes next. Because um, with voiceover you go side to side up and down like it's you know obviously. Well, they say with voiceover it's a little it's more like, like is it jumping around more? Well, voiceover is more like how you would see it visually on the screen. I think. Okay. Whereas some of the other screen readers we would use would would translate it into a different sort of formatting. Oh. Um, that wasn't necessarily the way it would be looking visually. Oh. But I know that's another, that's, a, that's a whole discussion for another day. We kind of got a little sidetracked here. Um, but, uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess you're Prince Edward Island. I don't know if you want to just quickly mention anything about that and and what you're, what you're doing for that. You're looking, you going, you going there by yourself or you might maybe considering a guide? Um, yeah, I... And why are you going there? I'm going for the Lucy Maud Montgomery... Envision 2020 conference. Uh, just as a big fan of hers, uh, as a writer, and that whole area where she where she grew up and wrote. Um, I just wanted to attend one of those conferences once, see what they're all about. You know, I'm no English professor, but but I am interested in it. So thought it would be a good chance to go. Uh, I was just in PEI a couple of years ago, but that was in the fall, so this would be pretty pretty warm at the end of June when I go. But I don't know if I'm who I'm going with yet. I haven't made that decision. And that's always another thing. You could you could go there on your own and yeah. and um, it's a conference so there you know there's going to be people around and you have a you have a reason you're going for 
Um, but at the same time, not ever being there before and, and not being able to see, and even the people who can see, a lot of times they like to travel with someone. And our friend Barry, who's going to Vietnam, it's a whole group of people. So even though he is going by himself, he's not just showing up in a country all by himself with no plans and has to like figure everything out on his own. He's Everything's planned out already. Um, and would, that would be, kind of be similar with you at this conference. Whereas if someone who's blind, just or anyone really, if they, you just go to a country and you have to do everything yourself, some people love that, but I think I think like it does make it more challenging, especially when you can't see, um, and especially even more if there's a language barrier. But um, people still do it. So, well, yeah. This, I mean, this is at the um, UPEI. So I don't know, you know, how big it is and how how much of a maze it is to get to where the conference is, is held. You know, these sometimes university campuses can be pretty big and. So yeah, that's one other thing. If I, I'm thinking, I'm saying, and like <clears throat> they have the residence, residency, residence um, halls available in the summer when the students are gone. And that's another situation too. If you did end up having to go by yourself, um, well, we don't have um, neither of us have Ira yet, which is the service that we've talked about before, where you call up with your phone and a sighted volunteer um, uses your camera, can see your camera through your phone, and can help guide you around and help you find places. Um, there's another one called Be My Eyes, which is a free one, um, which does the same thing. The fact that it's free um, and it's it's just volunteers, maybe it's not quite as um, as thorough, but I think they would still generally do the same thing. It's more for quicker things, but uh, I think they would technically do it if you needed it. Yeah. Um, that you could always use those. So those, that's, there's always these options these days, but at the same point, like you say, a, a campus like that is big, um, like, even here at radio at, at, at uh, Western University, where we just pretty much we just know the the route to get from the bus stop up to the station. But I never went here, and or neither of us went here, so we don't really know how to get around. And it was when I went to Fanshawe too, where I did take some mobility lessons with a, an instructor to learn where all my classes were. And uh, the first year, being in general arts, they were all spread out all over the place. So I was going from building B to building K, back to building A. Like it was a lot of running around and. I did kind of get used to that, but even there, I kind of st- stuck to the second floor because my instructor told me at the time, like, oh, that floor is not, not quite as busy as the main floor, but then, you know, then I'm kind of missing out on what's on the main floor, and that can happen sometimes when you're blind. You don't, <laughs> you get learning one area, and then you don't, you stick to that, and you don't actually know, like, what else is available and what's around. Um, whereas when I went back the next year for music industry arts, that was more on the main floor, so then I did end up learning the buildings down there. So by the time I was oh, there good. for a few years, I got a bit better of a feel for the for the for the college. But even still, uh, I don't know everywhere and every area there. So <laughs> all those places are very big. And um, what are you laughing about over there? No, it's just um, yeah. If sometimes you want to be adventurous and just go exploring. So I guess colleges and university campuses are good for that. Yeah, and it's. The thing I do like, even though it still can be stressful, is um, it's always a different leap from being inside to being outside. So when you're inside with hallways and stuff, it's not that it's still not confusing, and it's even it's confusing for anyone when they go to a new place, even if they can see, to figure out where their classes are and and uh, for your this conference to figure out where things are. But when you're inside, it's it can be a little bit less overwhelming to some people because it's there's no streets that you're crossing, and it's not like huge huge open areas that are quite the same as being outside. Um, so at least when I'm in a building, I feel maybe a little more confident as far as just exploring and if I make a wrong turn, whatever. Whereas when I'm outside, it can be a little more 
<laughs> overwhelming crossing streets that you've never crossed before with lanes of traffic and um, knowing yeah. where to stop to reassess stop on the sidewalk somewhere so you can check your phone or these or just things stand and listen and get a feel for things that we didn't have or just at, even just good old asking someone for help which works but sometimes it can be a little intimidating or if you're not comfortable or you don't want to talk to strangers all the time it can also be a little bit um, uncertain so well what I was going to talk about today yeah so we're <laughs> we're, we're coming up on uh, the our, half hour so we can take a break here yeah, in a minute hour, just so we it. can sa save the second half hour for the main topic but we can <laughs> maybe do a quick preview now unless there's anything else you want to wrap up because mm -hmm. I feel like we should maybe take a break before we get to the the actual topic that we were going to talk about um, but I agree. it's good to have a good intro, uh, intro here and talk about just catch up on other things that are going on. Yeah, like that board over there. I, I'm still not the one manning it. So, <laughs> um, you you gave me a bit of a verbal lesson before the show started. Yeah, today. yeah, I know it's been a, a an occurring theme the last while on the show, uh, as I noticed as well when I was uploading the shows that I've been showing Carrie the board, the console here for if she, in the future when she does have to do a show on her on her own again. But it's it's one of those things that it's. It just takes a lot of practice, and um, it's like we were talking about earlier about traveling. It's the same kind of idea. We're knowing where everything is on the board and what what to do when, and it's a it's definitely a learning curve, I guess they would call it. But yeah, well, what I was going to talk about today was uh, um, reality TV. Yeah, so. <laughs> Maybe we'll maybe we'll hit the ooh, don't we love it? Hit the promos here in a second, and uh, we'll come back with that. So I don't know if you wanted to give any more preview, or if, or if, we, should, if we should just leave people hanging on reality TV. Yeah, <laughs> is love blind? That's the question. <laughs> Did we ask that here before? Which is, <laughs> it, I don't know if it came up before. I know in general the word blind is used a lot, and yes. you you have mixed feelings on that, which we'll get into after the break here. <laughs> but that's a good question for our listeners to ponder while we uh, take a little break here is love blind <laughs> alright we'll be back after these promos <laughs> You are listening to oh. Outlook here on Radio Western. Smooth transition. Hmm. <laughs> Got our theme music back in there, the instrumental version. And uh, yeah, this is Outlook. Uh, we are on Twitter at OutlookCFB, and on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Outlook on Radio Western. And if, if that's not enough, you can uh, send us an email. Outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com. If you have any questions about anything we talk about on the show, if you're ever interested in being on the show, whether you're blind yourself or if you have have any, you know, you've worked with anyone who's blind or if just any any topic that you think might fit our our um, our show's overall theme of disabilities. It doesn't even have to be blindness all the time, you know. If, if you know if a bunch about out. accessibility, website accessibility, stuff I know nothing about, yeah. please 
Stand up. Yeah. Please contact us. Outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com. We like to bring the experts when we can. Yeah. But yeah, today I was asking the question, uh, is love blind? Which is very overdone. It's a question that's been repeated lots. But um, I don't normally watch reality TV. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but every time there's some, like a show with blindness in it. So there's a show called... Um, Love is Blind. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about the title it's, for a second, too. Because like, in the show, they ask the question a lot. Is love blind? Is yeah. love blind? Is love truly blind? And then, then the title switched, sort of, the words sort of flip over. And I kind of want to talk just briefly, in general, about that term, like, is yeah. love blind? Like, what what exactly does that even mean? It means you don't see their foibles, oh, that's Oh, that's an interesting word. Yeah. It's broke out. <laughs> You know, like you don't so the you don't see anything other than how you're feeling, I guess. Right. So it's like certain, I don't know whether it be logical things or certain realities or certain things you overlook because you're just when you if you fall and in love with someone, you're not seeing or you're, it. Or you're, you're feeling like really strong love for someone, yeah, somebody. You're just not seeing it. You're not seeing some certain things that other people from the outside would maybe notice if they if they witnessed you or. We're around when, um, but it's it's just interesting in general how much the word blind is used. Um, in th- in this situation, it's I don't everywhere. know. Everywhere, like I know you find it sometimes can be used in negative connotations about what are you blind when someone says that about someone when they're when they're yeah, looking for something. It's or, said with a really mean tone usually. But, but are you blind? It's but, like, geez, so harsh. But but love is blind. I don't know. How do you find no, that? But love is, is it, blind. That one's a serene. Is that does that Same. bother does that one bother you or no? <laughs> I know it's a different context kind of than <laughs> I'm this sensitive one apparently. Well, I don't know. It's not that I don't think about it. And and you're right about that the other one I brought up, the what are you blind? Like I I, I can understand that one because it is it is the tone that it's given in or um and and just just in general, you know, people people saying that, oh, you must be blind, you or or just not even knowing something about a subject people yeah. would say like oh you're blind to the those facts or something yep. like it's and it, it does generally people might not always think about it and compare it to blind people but at the same time it is the same word and and uh i and, think it seeps seeps into our collective yeah and people don't even probably realize that a lot of people especially people that that are aren't uh, judgmental and and do even people that know someone who's blind like i have a, a good friend um, from Toronto, who I brought that up to before, and he's like, "I don't think about that." And that you know, part of that might be true. Part of that might also be that he knows me so well that he. And a lot of times, people they comment on that, friends and stuff that they've known me for so long, and they just they don't even think about it because <laughs> it's just who I am, which is the way we want it to be. But when it's a stranger, it's a little different, especially if it's someone that hasn't ever been close to someone who's blind. So, anyway, let's get back to. Yeah, I, I couldn't go with. People were talking about it, and I couldn't go with not checking it out. So, Love is Blind on Netflix. So, I binged it, watched it yesterday. Yeah, and I, I had heard about it. I um, I just texted you. I'm like, yeah, I was you talking to check to out a few episodes. Carrie, yesterday briefly to get an idea of what we were going to discuss on today's show, and she mentioned this show. So, I did um, check it out last night. Unfortunately, I didn't watch nearly as much as Carrie. I, overall, I've never been... I, I, I do enjoy TV when I watch it, but I... Yeah, because we share a Netflix account, but I don't think you watch Netflix. Not that often. I, ha- I have. I've watched... I was watching Stranger Things in the past and mm-hmm. um, some stuff on there, but I... Generally, me, I'm just so into music that 
It's like I could watch TV or I could discover more music. It fills your days already. Um, and there's so much music out there that I, I tend to do that. But when I do end up watching TV, I'm like, ah, why don't I watch this more? Or especially when it's something, when it's a good show or a good movie, sometimes I think, oh, I got to I gotta start watching this more. And most people don't. <laughs> That's generally not the case for a lot of people where they say, oh, I don't watch enough TV. I got to, <laughs> normally it's the opposite, but uh, I'm kind of weird, so. <laughs> anyway, I did check out an episode in a, in a little bit and I really like the concept of this show, which we'll get into now. Reality TV in general seems a little bit <laughs> unreal to me, which is well, weird. But, but you, I and I, you and I are very sensitive to authenticity. So these shows just, I, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable watching them because I'm not, because I, I I'm like, okay, are those people really feeling that? Is that real? And that's a hard thing to tell. And it's I like think it also, acting, that's acting. Yeah, it's a bit of both where some people are also more just authentic in general, even if they are on TV. But at the same point, there are cameras, you are being filmed. So it's hard not to have that affect you some to some degree. Yeah. So I've never watched Survivor. Well, back in the day, I've never gotten Survivor. The reason why I'm into this one is because it's got more of a romantic tone. So that's more my sort of thing. Um, but again, I've never get I've never loved The Bachelor. Like I can't stand that show. <laughs> um, and this one was similar to that, and it's a Netflix one, obviously. So. Um, so maybe just quickly, quickly go the overall concept if. Yeah. Listeners haven't actually seen the show. So uh, there have been dating shows like this in the past. There was one I used to watch. Um, it was called Dating in the Dark. It was on about 10 years ago that I really liked, um, which was the same basic thing. So they have this so many girls and so many guys, and they start pairing them up. So in um, Dating in the Dark, they just both walked into a room that was totally dark but they could touch each other. Whereas on this show, is um, <laughs> Love is Blind, um, they call them pods. So they each go into a separate pod that's got this thin screen in between. So the man and the woman can have a conversation, um, but they can't t- physically touch. They're very close. They're just through this, t- you know, very near- thin screen. But um, And in some ways, the, the first one that you, you talk about... Um Dating in the dark. Dating in the dark. That's a little bit more, in in ways, realistic to to us, um, because you know we can't see, so but we can't we could still touch. At the same time, um, if you're if you're in a in a place where you're meeting someone for the first time and you're blind, you're not going to start touching someone right away. No. So this 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 uh, oh, some uh, more than others. Love is blind is a little more um, accurate to that where. You could meet someone when you can't see, and you can't touch them, or or uh, see them, but you can still talk to them. So that this show does represent that really well, obviously. So, well, I watched all the episodes, and eventually they get out of the pods, as they call them. Um, and I don't want you know spoilers. I could say this spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you're watching this on Netflix, um, yeah, I don't know if a couple spoilers would come out, but at the same time, we're kind of talking more so about the overall concept and maybe your overall opinion of the show in some sense, but yeah. um, I think it's more the concept that I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, anyway, so basically it gets narrowed down in the end to six couples. Um, and you could tell there were some people that were on the outskirts of this that never made it. They must have not have made a match. Because basically you go in the pod and you talk to the person... And the point of the show is that you're supposed to find love without seeing the person. Yeah, you're supposed the to big, make that connection. The big part is this: the emotional connection with someone, without, without just basing it on a physical um, connection. And and that's a, that's a tough thing in in a sense because 
people do need like or do like to have some sort of physical connection to someone, but at the same time, the the looks aren't, and it's something that we go through and we can discuss is <laughs> how that, and especially in the society, well, in any time, but especially now with the internet and Tinder and all of these these places where the first thing, and and since since sight is such an important sense to most people who can see, it's generally like the top sense that people focus on the most. Automatically, people go right to a photo and. Mm-hmm. That and I'm like, and I'm like, did you read my profile? Come on, what? Yeah, <laughs> and for me, going on those sites sometimes when you I have can't in the read, past, there's a problem. I read people's profiles, and there's not really much sometimes on them, and I'm just like, how am I gonna? How does anyone know like yeah. who you are at all? Wow, um, this is a step up from that. Yeah, so this 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 concept of this was really interesting to me. The fact that people are just talking, they're not they're not um, having any idea of what the person looks like, um, which. Sometimes I could go both ways. Like, I don't know. You st- sometimes some someone still wants has like a certain type of person that they're into, but at the same time, I think like you do start to realize, especially um, maybe getting older and everyone's different. But I think like for me anyway, in the past, I've had certain things in my head that oh, I want a person that can see, or I want a person that's that's this age, or like I don't want this or that. And then yeah. and then once you do meet certain people, you sometimes think like, why did I have all these like stipulations in my head about this and this and this and they even mentioned some of that on the show that people said oh they want to only date someone that's this age or whatever which can still sometimes be an issue um, but sometimes when you actually do connect with someone and you have that connection then it's like who cares like you care about this person and yeah so one of the couples that ended up hitting it off um, was Lauren and Cameron and yeah so within a few episodes within like three or four episodes they're out of the pods and they get to meet in person it was the beginning of the second episode actually that they met because that's as far as i got okay they actually could see each other so they so they introduced these sort of topics onto the show like um interracial couples right because so he's a white man and she's a black lady so um right away she talks about and you can so you know this whole thing about i'm blind but i and i don't see color that whole whatever that's sort of weird, you know? I mean, I could tell this lady was probably a black lady by her voice. Yeah, and I mean, this was another and I thing. Think I think the guy could tell, too. Yeah, I forget if it was that, that couple or a different one, but I remember in the first episode, um, some, somehow it did come up when they weren't, weren't able to see each other yet, and someone men- I don't know if someone mentioned that they were black, or somehow it came up and they were like, yeah. oh, I already knew, or something, and they were like, how did you know? And they said, <laughs> based on your voice. So it's not something we if you can't see that you still maybe think about as much because you're not looking but you still might yeah. you people know. people would say like you won't know for everybody but the at the same time people would say oh you're you're blind you'd have no idea but that's not always the case and not that obviously this matters we don't we don't but we we can pick up on clues it's the same thing that they learn in the pods right like th- th- just think about another way of exploring things around you and when they're all of a sudden it's dark and it's so funny. That I, so each pod had a couch, uh, and they said. So I was watching it on Netflix, and I have audio description. Which yeah, that's is another great. thing on Netflix. Yeah, a lot I of the to shows have audio description that it. people can turn on if uh, if they need it. Um, and it's on certain shows. But yeah, a lot of them these days do have it, especially the Netflix originals. I find. Yeah, Netflix originals, um, like a day in uh, a year in the life, the Gilmore Girls special that was on a couple years ago. Things like that. And the last time I talked about a. A movie or a show, like it's something in the media around blindness, might have been the Bird Box. Um, that big oh yeah, I was trying to remember what that one Sandra was because that's the other one I did watch before our show. <laughs> yeah. That you would watch them. We, we talked, talked about. about that last year, but um, yeah. So um, 
so they talk about those sort of concerns, like you said, and at first those things aren't coming into it as much. They're just asking each other um, more personal questions and things. So anyway, I think six come out and they send them right away to Mexico, which is kind of backwards. And the scene where they meet each other and see each other for the first time is really interesting to me. Because it's like, you can tell, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, the longer I've been this blind, I, I start to forget, you know, just how hard it would be if you can see to just, you know, sort of try and shut that down and focus on other senses or whatever. If it's there, you're going to use it. It's very tempting and it, you know, it's very important and if to you, people. And if you're not used to not being able to see and you're in these pods and you're talking to someone it's going to be it's going to be different because for us we've learned techniques we're more aware of things and it's not that they don't notice but at the same time they're probably still thinking in their mind like a lot about yeah. oh I want to be able to see this person I want to yeah. what I want to know what they look like and um, for me I guess again spoiler alert if you haven't seen the show <laughs> hopefully none of this is too uh, too uh, unfortunate to learn but yeah, um, some of it comes into our discussion so I guess we're going to just mention it I don't think it's a huge deal if, if you it's don't like Netflix, spoilers don't, depending don't on when you watch it listen or listen to the show later when we put it online <laughs> but um, the, f- the first couple that you mentioned Camera, Cameron and uh, Lauren at the beginning of the second episode and I haven't seen enough to know how how things go later even um, but are you, you going to keep watching? I don't know yet we'll see <laughs> um, but um, they uh, when they met for the first time it seemed like perfect like it seemed like oh yeah this is like perfect we're like so in love this is they didn't it didn't seem like looking at each other at, at, at on the on the first in the first moment was an effect at all like it seemed like <laughs> they were happy and this and that and and again this is within a few days span that they're talking for the first time and then yeah. meeting so it's totally different once you end up living with someone but the fact of the matter is that they saw each other in person and they weren't right away like oh i'm not attracted to you like this isn't gonna work no because once you do build an emotional connection with someone it's it's a tough thing. Like there is still some physical connection that you might need with someone for things to actually work out. But really, at the end of the day, it's the emotions that are are really the deep part of a relationship. So it's I don't know. It's interesting. So that was my thing. It's like even though they're only in the pods with n- being unable to see each other for the first f- few episodes, um, the th- this overarching theme of you know is love blind that whole thing. Because basically they. They get out and then they go to Mexico and got to hang out and spend time together. And a few, you know, then you find out some of the couples are struggling with something. Um, and then they all go back from Mexico and people might drop out. I'm not saying who. Yeah, don't maybe um, give names as much anymore. Couple, I, I, we mentioned that couples. first couple just because they are, it, they happened right away pretty Another much. Another example of this whole, you know, discussing these kind of minority type issues you know what the show what the show stands for the fact that it is so easy to use that term love is blind is love blind um also the show is hosted by nick lachey and uh vanessa i think his wife's name is yeah i noticed he was from like that boy band <laughs> from the boy band yeah <laughs> um i it's just funny when they just pop in every so often and yeah i know saw them at the beginning and gather like, oh, everybody together mm-hmm. but um i haven't seen them since i don't think so after Mexico, they, they send them back to live together in this condo. Like So they each, each couple's living together in a condo, and, and they're all sharing in the same condo building. They all have their homes still, and it's funny. A few of them take the other person back to see their real house, and you get to see what they're like and how messy they are. And, and then they meet the parents, which is kind of a, um, a bachelor-type thing. Now... And they're in... Um, 
Atlanta, Georgia, so that's sort of where what part of the country they're in. And a few of them actually lived there, but I don't know how it worked with. Now, instead of getting into too, too many specifics, I was just more curious. Like, yeah. since you've seen the whole thing, was there? Because I just saw, only saw the first couple where they met in person, they saw each other, and right away they're just like, "Oh, this is fine," and all this. Was there? If there's anything you could kind of speak on about people actually seeing each other, what people looked like, and how that maybe changed someone's opinion or affected something when they built that emotional connection, but then they actually saw what someone looked like, if that did have how what sort of effects that maybe did have. Yeah, so I mean, it was very good that I had audio description, I'll have to say, because there were parts of it that I would have missed. I noticed at the beginning, the audio description was pretty minimal, because there was a lot yeah. of talking there's, at first, the thing. and they're in the pod, so there's not, yeah. there were visuals they'd tell you when someone was smiling or crying or whatever, but it didn't seem <laughs> like there was tons of uh, yeah, visual like, stuff to explain. She she just keeled over on the couch with ha- her hands on her, over her face, and she's crying, Um so basically, the point at the end of this show is that they're supposed to meet and not see each other in these pods, and then within like a month, they're supposed to go get married. Which seems a little rushed. Which but. is crazy. That's the crazy <laughs> part of the show. We want to talk about the love is blind. Yeah, is we want to talk part. about the more underlying concept. But, but the point of the show, just just to be clear, um, if that makes people more interested to watch it, uh, if it's one of those guilty pleasure type shows. But um, yeah, so then at, it's it's weird. It's like you have. You go to your wedding with your worst fears that the person wouldn't show up, and that's how it is. They're, they're both going up there, and both of them aren't sure to the last second if they're going to actually stay, most of those couples. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, that's how weddings usually go. But um, all the girls go and get wedding dresses together, and it reminded me of that Say Yes to the Dress show I used to love. Uh, I... The more I, I go my uh, go blind, I try to I still try to picture what outfits look like, like on fashion show. You know, when a, like a daytime talk show has a fashion show and they describe outfits as the sort of thing. But my back to, sorry to interrupt, but back to my main question, and I don't know how well you can answer it, but is there a lot of con, um, thought about when actually someone sees someone in person physically? Does that affects people's opinions that much in the show? Do they show any of that, or is it more... It does. So the one girl um, was sort of in a, th- uh, like a triangle, love triangle type thing. Um, what was her name? I don't know if that Anyway, so you can just tell some of them, like some of them aren't making that connection romantically, and you can just, you have to sort of watch the episodes to see that play out like the, where but it does get to a point where the one girl yeah says because she liked another guy at first and he left you know it's a whole thing the drama of it all but anyway um so now she's with this other guy and he's she's kind of settling for him um and they're more just like friends and she never really develops those feelings so i you know i would think that i think as soon as she walked out and saw the this guy and then looked back at the guy she almost picked and liked yeah, so that that there she is liked, where she was more attracted to the other guy, and, she, and we could kind of tell she would be than this guy. So when they came out in the open and looked at each other, you know, their reaction was warm at, at first. But yeah, and again, it's on TV, and maybe sometimes people don't want to, or they're gonna, they're not gonna, they're still nice people. People are hopefully nice, and they're not just gonna right out say something mean to someone. But deep down, they might not feel the attraction or something visually. Yep. So yeah, that's a that comes up. That's the main one, I think. Um, like a lot of it develops from the is love blind part to just 
once they're on the open, then they spend time together and they just learn about each other's, you know, habits and and they get in fights and things that have nothing to do with it. That's a relationship for anybody. Um, yeah, I just wonder. It just really makes me wonder about how much, like, obviously people have to be attracted to each other, but is that really necessarily of? I don't know. Like, is that really a visual thing, or in the end, it really does come down to? how well you get along with the person but even even so like you could be with someone and you get along with them super well like a friend like like you would maybe a friend but you wouldn't actually be attracted to them in in that deeper sense so i don't really know i think what they do kind of learn in the show is that people do rely too much on obviously dating specifically you're going to you know well this is the kind of yeah, especially if you are just if it's more of like a casual dating and something, and you're not. Yeah, you're you're looking for something visually appealing. Um, but I think w- doing that that experiment showed them that there is a lot more to it than that. That isn't visual. That they that they missed out on before, and this you know this um, experiment, as they call it, uh, blind love experiment. They call it. Is this you know? I think that kind of teaches them something like that. And that's what's that is what's neat about these shows, whether they are reality shows and. Some of it is a little ridiculous, maybe and overhyped and exaggerated, but it does have a, an underlying, really good point for 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 the the world at large and society. And I think this is really ni- neat in a lot of ways that this stuff is getting talked about in the media and on on shows and stuff more and more. Yeah, like we um, talked about recently on This Is Us has a whole storyline. Uh, yeah, I think it just is important because people don't really th- necessarily always think about this, and like you say, a. Uh, the 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 attract the like the way something looks right away off the bat is is what hooks people in. But once they actually are around someone enough and you get to know someone, then that's it's like is this really realistic? Like yeah, you, maybe this looked a certain way in the beginning, but that's not really how it is in reality. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look at it from my perspective, having seen somewhat. Um, to yeah, you having never like I've I know I've seen faces like what do you think you do that question about if you're if you're dating somebody and you're blind and all of a sudden you got your sight back then you would see them after you could be have dated for years or been married and you see them how would you react for the first time normally when people all of a sudden get some sight back they have some issues adapting to that so that you know they see they're not sure what they're seeing when they do see something and but um. <laughs> made me think of that like anybody you in your life you've never actually seen them and all of a sudden what if you could see them would you would your opinion of them change which I don't know what I mean by that exactly I yeah I mean, mean to, to me it seems like if it's someone like on a on a show like that that you've known for a couple days <laughs> and maybe you felt like you've built like an emotional connection a little bit by talking yeah I mean I've I, you know I've been I've been in situations where you, it it does happen really fast I you know I never rushed it to the marriage stage <laughs> right but I can tell you know what that intense thing is and some people are like what is that you know. yeah but you can get especially you do you do get a vibe from someone and depending on the person but generally it, it can happen pretty quick like within yeah within the first you know, maybe it makes hour of like talking or of something. Yeah, it's where a sound effect to it. Um, especially if you are like, like you, it's something that you've always wanted, and you're looking for a relationship. And again, on this show, these people generally are kind of serious. Well, I don't know if they yeah, all are. Yeah, you know, they were all saying they've given up on date dating apps. Yeah, for the most part, they're not just there to they're ready like, to get married. Obviously. Their goal wasn't just to they keep still- dating and random people and stuff they did actually want to look for something serious so it depends on your intentions if you're not looking for something serious like that you might not f- gr- get get that emotional 
real deep connection right away as much because you're not really open to it. Well, I just wanted to ask you quick, as someone who's never seen faces, like I remember you in the past, and I remember what my family members looked like at one time. Um, but you've never seen faces. Do you ever try? Because my, I, I, you could tell the biggest thing that was going through everybody's minds on the show was, like you said, they're in the pod, and you could hear it almost clicking, click, click, click in their brain. What, I wonder what the, per, what do they look like? What could they possibly and that's, look like? And that seemed to be a big part of it, um, from what I noticed, just from the bit I watched, that it isn't even. It's um, something like a, like a body. Like you might be able to get an idea if someone says, "Oh, I'm." I'm very athletic or I like to exercise or I play sports or if someone says, and this, again, this isn't always the case, but someone says like they really love this or that or then you can maybe get a bit of an idea. But I think it was the face that was a big thing that a lot of people were saying like, but I just wonder what their, what your face looks like. Like, it seems like that's a common thing. And for someone like me, it's weird because like, I don't go around feeling random faces and sometimes people no, think, oh, we, you're blind. We like to emphasize <laughs> Would that. you like to feel someone's face? But to me, that's the best I can get about what someone looks like. But it's, from what I understand, it's still a little different when you look at a face versus feeling a face. Mm-hmm. Feeling it gives you, does give you like a, you're feeling the shape of the face and whether it's thin in certain areas or puffier in certain areas. I don't know how to explain <laughs> things in words, but, um, or like what skin feels like or any of these things. Yeah. But, when you actually look at something compared to touching it, I think it's still different. Yeah, some, some, something about the camera image that we're not getting. Yeah, there's some sort of image part to it that you can't get by touch. Um, <laughs> for me, it would just have to be touch, and that, and that to me, would every face would still feel different too. Um, but I don't think that's still quite the same as the way it would look. But, but you can get an idea of somebody by holding their hand or by hugging them or just by standing next to them, all these things. So there's lots of ways of doing of you know so I just wanted to ask you if you ever cared to be if you, your brain ever start, would go there ever or if you're just well I would I would be interested on in, in that to an extent like just more like anyone just natural general where curiosity. when you can see right away you look at someone and you can get an idea of what they kind of what their what their shape is or I don't know it's weird to word this stuff uh-huh. but like you can kind of get a bit of an idea um, or you can get an idea, but whereas if you can't see, you don't. So there is always that, there is definitely that curiosity um, and the same even for something like a face, but just people in general that that you're not close with or you're not in an intimate relationship with. That's why I've, I've never been into, into the idea of like feeling someone's face because like part of me might kind of wonder like, oh, what, I wonder what that person's like, but I'm not, I don't know. It doesn't, since I can't see, I don't Talk really, to them. And- yeah, I already have like the, the auditory like talking to someone. So I don't really think about that. Yeah. And I don't know. You probably think about that more because you used to be able to see more when you when you meet like people around, like the station, for example, um, like or just people in general that you get to meet, like newer people that you've met since you've lost your vision. You probably think a bit more about yeah. Um, what does their what does their face look like? Yeah, because um, I, I I have something to compare it to in the recesses in my mind. Um, but as far as the show, I I I think. It, as far as reality TV goes, I liked it. Obviously, I got sucked in. Um, and, you know, that phrase again is love blind, you know, blind date. Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's and interesting. And we how will it ties keep talking about that because we are sensitive, but we are strong. I don't know. Like, you know, it's a debate we always have whether it's what's acceptable language and all that stuff. But, you know, we'll give it to the show. It got me hooked. And uh, check it out if you. Have Netflix. Yeah, Love is Blind. I'm. We'll see. If, as I said, not 
just like you, the same way. I'm not huge into reality TV, but I am interested in in relationships and and this kind of stuff. Yes, so that's what I thought. And this one is a little more like you say compared to something like The Bachelor, where it's very based on looks and and it's and a stuff. whole bunch this, of one of the women and the man. You know, it's just kind of I like the couples better. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has a different concept. And they go yeah. to Mexico, and the audio describer did a great job of describing. Yeah, sounded, you've been to Mexico. Sounded so. beautiful. <laughs> that's kind of neat too. Not, I haven't been on a resort. No, I know, coast but, like that. Um, so yeah, it's a it is an interesting thing, and we'll see. I'm I'm gonna try and watch watch it. We'll see if I get through it or not. One at a time, every few, yeah. Few days. I'll, I'll see if I can if I can continue because I'll it, get back to you. It would be kind of nice to discuss think. on a future show. <laughs> All right, well that does it for this week of Outlook. We'll be back next week. I guess more uh, likely for just a half hour show. We do the hour every other week. Yep. All right. We'll All right, Carrie. Better thanks. weather next week. Yeah. Thanks for this discussion and. Uh, Have a good week and we'll see you next Monday. See you next week. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.